0: Welcome to Viva La Volva, the podcast that explores and teaches about the goodness of the vulva. Here is your host, Dr. Kara Quant, an internal medicine doctor and advocate for female sexual health.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Viva La Vulva podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kara Kwan, and I'd like to thank you for joining me today on this episode. And we are uh, joined by our special co-host throughout the years of Viva La Vulva, uh, Miss Lily Wang from Metamore.
0: Thank you, Lily, for being on the podcast episode today. So wonderful to see you again. Thank you, Dr. Kara. I know we've missed you.
1: <laughs> Definitely missed you, but I am happy that you are here and we are going to jump into this episode and talk about intimate wellness products for your body and how to choose the right one. Now with Metamore, which is your company, you guys have all the solutions for intimate wellness. So what a perfect person to have
0: this conversation with. Thank you so much. We're going to pick up right where we left off and excited to be here and to kind of revive and discuss all of the fun products that we have to offer
1: yes because we just passed uh masturbation may and <laughs> we've done yeah previous year. episode of that that was actually one of my favorite episodes that we've done together
0: <laughs> to me too we will do it again soon <laughs> yes um
1: but yeah with all of the i feel like there's always new sex toys there's always new products that like i don't know about so it's so great to to have you, you know, in in the the space, um, and able to share the the latest and greatest things.
0: Well, thank you. I love being yours and your listeners' audience and resource for anything sexual health and wellness in the toy and apothecary categories.
1: Yes, especially that are good for the body, um, because yeah, like you you have online store that. Uh, all of the products and the uh, the lubes and different things have been vetted with other with doctors and um, and specialists and um, so these are he- healthy and safe products to use on the the body.
0: Yeah. So to just give you a little bit of background with Metamore, we are a passion project, and we very much focus on curating high quality products that are all natural, if not organic. Uh, Apothecary lubricants and uses for the body, as well as the toys and any intimate products are all of high quality motors, silicone, safe, and with good warranties. We vet through everything with a whole group of medical professionals, women, users, just everyday people to give us feedback to make sure that we are offering the best.
1: Yes. So let's dive into it because that, you know, answer, or I want to answer that first question that we have, um, of what factors should you consider when choosing an intimate wellness product for the body?
0: Sure. And so there's definitely two factors and I kind of break everything in a couple of categories. So we have toys, vibrators, intimate products, or like the apothecary. And I'm thinking of more lubricants, arousal serums and toy cleaners. So let's start with the lubricants. You definitely want to read the ingredient list. You want to make sure that there's no harsh chemicals. You want to make sure that the ingredients are clean. Are they organic ingredients? Where is it being made from? So we vet to make sure that we love things that are woman designed, woman created, because that woman created this formula because her need for it. She couldn't find anything else in the market that was clean, that didn't have the harsh chemicals. So they decided to create some that were all natural, using clean ingredients that are organic, made in the U.S. Or I have some that are made in Paris. I have some that are made in Germany. I have some made that are in Canada. I have formulas that are women who are doctors, botanists, and Ph.D. in biologies. And so they've created these formulas that are clean for day-to-day use. And so there are um, formulas that are designed for daily use and not just for sex. And then as Mm. for the category, we just want to make sure that the materials are non-porous. So we always love to have silicone uh, being encased around the product. You don't want anything that is... um, has too many crevices because then your bodily fluids and the lubricants are kind of getting entrapped in the product. And if it's not waterproof for you to be able to wash it, that would be a very red flag problem. So you want to make sure that it's fully encased silicone or glass or steel, something that you can gross into like water and soap and water and really get in there and wash it clean so that it's safe. And then that's really kind of the very basis of how you would decide if this is a good and right toy for me. Hmm. So no wood dildos. <laughs> there are wood products out there. And really? There are. And actually, uh, it's come. I've come across a couple of brands and they are hand polished. And as long as they've been like, and I don't know the material i I apologize, but like lacquered, um, like covered, like fully dipped in something where it's non-porous for that wood. And plus you don't want splinters on your body. (laughs) (laughs) They are beautiful pieces of art and you can actually carve them into different designs. So there's actually a following for those wood pieces, but make sure that they are protected and whatever material that it is that protects them. Yeah. Okay. So
1: (laughs) silicone or steel or glass is okay and safe. Um, And then generally the products uh, like the lubricants, um, actually I've had a list of like things to, to avoid. and I could actually put it in the description of the of today's podcast episode. Um but just looking at if it's organic um and generally uh, not having certain ingredients within it. I would say one of the big ones um is um, um glycerin, um because glycerin actually breaks down into sugar in the vagina and can cause issues. and it actually um, predispose people to, not predispose, but um, is a risk factor for uh, vaginal infections like yeast and bacterial vaginosis.
0: Glycerin mm-hmm. definitely is the controversial ingredient that can cause yeast infections. And the other second one that I would very much avoid is propylene glycol. That is a harsh chemical and it's surprising to see how many lubricants carry that ingredient but just to think of it to kind of put your mind at it propylene glycol is in windex it's in cleaning materials around your house so i just wouldn't want to put that in my vulva or vagina so yeah
1: (laughs) i wouldn't want to either (laughs) (laughs) yes no to the propylene glycol Um, all right. So actually that brings us to the next thing, um, um, about actually, no, how do we even determine which type of intimate products are best for our needs? Cause there's a lot of that are out there. There's millions, like this is a billion dollar industry, right? Like the sex toy and the intimate wellness products are, it's it's a billion dollar industry.
0: It really is so overwhelming. So I feel awful for those who are just kind of coming in cold, green, like beginners. Where do I start? Where do you start? And so that's what we're going to kind of cover today. Um, On the lubricant side, let's go back to the lubricant side, is reading those ingredients. And are you sensitive to anything? So you as an individual have to ask yourself, Do I have any allergies and sensitivities? That is probably the number one question. If someone has a nut allergy, you don't want to use coconut or you don't want to use something that's almond based. You would want to make sure that the lubricant and majority of them are water-based and with an aloe formula. So aloe-based, water-based lubricants are usually the cleanest, pure flagship kind of starting point on how they design formulas. And then from there, there's hybrids, there's silicone, there's oil. And I would say just ask questions, read. You definitely should ask your girlfriends or your partners or friends on what do they use? What do they like? And if you're not getting that information, of course, Kara and I are always available to answer any questions um, directly. But just some clean ones that I'd love to make some recommendations here on the the episode is Earth Hydra this one is called Intimate Earth Hydra. Okay. That's why it's like reflecting in the light right now. But this is a aloe-based, water-based formula made in the U.S., woman-owned, woman-designed. So she designed this because she was having yeast infections from the formulas that are out there. So this has no glycerin, no propylene glycol, clean, And it's like the foundation and flagship product that they use to make their other formulas in their collections. And there's other formulas because they might have an additional ingredient that's like tea tree oil, which fights yeast infections or something with guava bark to help with um, scents and also fighting bacteria. And there's others that might help you plump or tighten or just more sensation. And there are so much, there's so many Formulas out there, it's overwhelming. So we always just say it's this is a small investment on your part. Like lubricants are anywhere between 10 to $20. Like try them like as you try different things in your life. And I always sorry, I always use the example of wine or liquor. And if you're like a foodie or taste, like to taste things, so you're gonna try that new salad dressing. You're gonna try that different uh product you need to do this for yourself to invest in your body also to see what feels good and what you prefer. Yeah.
1: And just to give a, uh, you know, not a side note, but just a note on that. uh, Ladies, vulva owners, it's okay for you to use lubricants. You know, it is not an issue to not use lubricants. It's um, you know, like if you don't naturally get wet, or you get wet and then you get dry afterwards, it's, or if you just want to increase the, the lubrication for yourself and for this that sexual experience, then use a lubricant, it really is okay.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up and reminded me because I forget that there's still that stigma of like, it's a negative thing to use lubrication. Like, oh my gosh, um, I'm not wet enough for my partner. They don't think I'm aroused. You can be fully aroused and just not as wet down there. And that's okay. Your body goes through changes. It could be something you ate. It could be stress. It could be medication that you've been on. It could be our hormones, but lubrication just really makes everything better. And it really <laughs> extra sauce. To just use. So we don't ever like allow checkouts usually without a bottle of lubrication. It just kind of goes hand in hand. It's like your drink with your entree.
1: <laughs> so yeah, definitely add a lubricant. Um, and there are many out there. Uh, but the ones that are on the Metamore website are definitely great for use and are safe, uh, are safe to use on the body. So Um, so check out the Metamore website, uh, for looking for some lubricants. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Everything on the site is clean with no harsh chemicals and you'll, they are divided by water-based, hybrid, silicone, and oil-based. Okay. Um,
1: so, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever, um, um, gotten this question or kind of like see what, uh, people are doing, but. Um from your experience do you uh, what are like some common mistakes people make when choosing sex toys or or lubricants um and how can they be avoided
0: I haven't heard it being a mistake maybe they're like good happy accidents for sure yeah. they might have tried a lubricant and didn't love it so there's like 500 others to just pick and buy and try those so I think buying like three, four at a time in the beginning just to kind of get a feel and it's more fun that way. So you and your partner can be can go through this checklist of like, okay, which one do you like? I like this one. Do you like that one? And why is it? Is this one warming? Is this one cooling? Does this give you like a better, fun, slippery sensation? This one, not so much. And maybe you'll find out that it irritates you everybody's body is so different. So there's no right or wrong to which one you select. Um, And that's just in the lubricant category. As for toys, I think also there's different needs for different body shapes and sizes. So you would have to know what you want and what pleasures you and what feels good. So by doing so is like start with one or what we always promoted from masturbation may is kind of being able to discover your own body. What triggers you in a positive way of feeling good of arousal and positivity? And was it external stimulation? Is it internal stimulation? So once you're able to narrow that down a little bit, there are also so many options in each of those categories. It's really just purchasing a couple and trying it like you're not limited to one pair of shoes try mm. try a dozen and find out which one fits the best and which one pleases you that saturday night versus on a normal quickie tuesday
1: <laughs> yes actually i do have this question um that is not on the, the list but uh for most products um whether it's and, you know, that you can answer for a Metamore or, like, other people. But if you don't like the product, can you send it back? Like, if you don't like a certain lubricant or, like, you just really don't like this, this toy, is mm-hmm. there, like, <laughs> everyone has a different, like, return policy?
0: I would say for Metamore and for most retailers, and I think for reputable retailers, I would hope that consumers find this as a positive thing. If you've actually used the product and tried it and you just didn't like it, there's no return policy in just being able to accept that product back. Because A, it is so sensitive and intimate um, from bodily use that we're not going to ever resell it. So A, yeah. you would just start it. I would say, though, too, if you purchase a product and you didn't like it and you're trying to get a return, you need to definitely try and practice and using it three to five, ten times. Try that product. Give it a chance ten times before you just quit on it. And then if whomever you purchased it from, of course, with Metamore, we always want to talk to you. Is it a defective? Is it because there's something wrong with the product? Of course, we would take care of you there. And then, two, is it because... You're in pain, and so of course, if you're like aggravating it with a product that's like not helping you and is making it worse, we would want to make sure to fit you into the right product. It's almost like a shoe fitting. If your feet hurt because you're trying to jam your foot into a size five, but you're really a size nine, <laughs> where we can uh, really just communicate with you. I think there's a lot of education still and training on that of like what are you looking for? Are you going in stiletto heels, or are you trying to find a pair of sneakers? So, I mean, that's my like extreme analogy here, but yeah. the thing is like, are you looking for, if a woman is going through vaginismus and she has a health condition and she's in so much pain and she's trying to use this largest vibrator internally, that is going to cause a problem. I would say you need to take steps to being able to gradually get to that point and maybe just start with external or use a very small bullet we have dilators that are the size of q-tips to start with first for people for vulva owners so if they're going through pain starting something small and gradually building you can't just go from zero to 60 yeah
1: yeah and for the um the dilators um I also have, I have an episode on that with Dr. Michael Kirchman. So um, definitely listen to that. If you have pain with sex, if you have problems with um, things going inside the vagina, like tampons and dildos and, you know, your partner. Um, So there are definitely uh, products out there to, to help with that.
0: And you're not alone on that for sure. There's so many people who are experiencing pain and wanting to learn and feel good. So there are tools and products to help you. Yes.
1: Well, let's get into some of those tools and products. Um are there any specific things that you any specific brands that you recommend? I know you mentioned some earlier. Um, um you know the the Hydra um mm-hmm. product. Um but any yeah specific brands or products that you know are effective and safe
0: for um intimate wellness, which is a big question. It's so make this a fun project, right? Make this be a fun, fun experience for you yourself that you're investing in yourself or for you and your partner. There is so much out there. So just explore. What we've already done is curated so that all of the products that we offer are clean and body safe. You don't want things that are made out of like porous plastics. You want to make sure that if you are using a TPE product, maybe it's a one-time use thing. You don't want to like, keep something that's not designed for reuse, and it's just harboring bacteria. And uh, that is for design for you to like make sure you take care of your toys properly and being able to invest in your products to have good quality products that will last a long time. But um, there's a whole range of materials, sizes and shapes and colors and um, size and shape is what I would probably want you to like kind of think about what's next. I'm holding a bullet by WeVibe. This is called the Tango. Oh, that's cute. A lipstick bullet, literally (laughs) a little slant on it. I see that, yeah. (laughs) Super powerful motor. This is silicone handle covered with this ABS plastic, but it's super hard. And they purposely had this design with this plastic because It then has the vibration come more powerful through it versus the silicone kind of muffling it. So there's like usually a buzzing sensation versus a rumbly sensation. And this one is like a powerful rumbly and coming through this motor and this uh, design because it's so pinpointed is very strong. So this is great not only for external use of your vulva around the labial lips, the clitoris. You can definitely, of course, go internal use as well. And this is a great, I think, classic start, beginner or experienced who likes to have this uh, simple lipstick bullet vibrator. Throw it in your purse. Great for travel, have it in the car. You can use it with your partner or solo okay i like the these the size of it is small it's
1: definitely compact yeah the size of your palm basically and you can
0: fit it anywhere <laughs> it is, it's also very discreet right it looks so just clean and nice yeah so very, how do you operate it there are buttons here that you would uh that are raised yeah Really, even see it on the screen because they're so small, but uh, (laughs) motor just on 10 speeds, 10 modes, different patterns, rechargeable, magnetic charging. So, click it, just super super easy for rechargeable, Mm. um, for power use. And it's long, like when people ask me, like, how long's the play time versus charge time? It won't, I don't think you'll ever use it to the point where it dies, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Bless you if you have that much time to play. <laughs> uh, like it will take care of it will take care of you. But <laughs> waterproof is also what I was gonna say, too. So it's great for water play as well. Okay, okay. Like just a very small beginner one that I'm showing you. And then yeah. we have like classic shapes, which is like here's a rabbit. So these are both by We Vibe, and this is the We uh, Nova 2, We Vibe Nova 2. This design came out uh, just earlier a year or two ago, actually, they've remodeled it. So you can see that this is fully silicone encased, the yeah. entire handle and toy. Therefore, it's 100% waterproof, also magnetic charging, same chargers, which is also what I also love. And this, the design has a hinge in it.
1: Oh, because I was going to say, like, how
0: do you fit it? Oh, okay. So it's it's movable. Yes. And so this, and it's like a squishy top. Also flat, rounded flat uh, G spotter for internal use, and then when you insert, in- you excuse me, when you insert this into your vulva, what's nice is that this is actually designed not to be so piercing right on your clitoris, but yeah. it's to be flat, oh. so therefore you can rotate. Therefore, you can rotate and get more surface on your labia, your lips, and your clitoris. Oh, that's cool!
1: And it's called the rabbit, so it's like the kind of the modernized version of the rabbit. I mean, when I think of rabbit, I think of like the the one from Sex and the City.
0: Yeah, call it <laughs> rabbit because usually there's like these two little ears. Yeah, like piercing at the clitoris, but yeah, that is a very designed and uh, pinpointed. Sensation for that arousal and that feeling. So, this is actually great because you can push as light or as hard as you want for that direct pressure. Mm. So what I really also like too is you don't have to, and I think um, the stigma of watching movies or media or pornography of what's real and what's acting. So, don't forget that those people are trying to entertain millions of people. So, yeah no right or wrong. You have to listen to your body on what is going to feel the best and just start slow, go beginner. And you can use this Nova rabbit to explore. Hmm. And I'm
1: so happy that you brought that up because I feel like media and pornography and, you know, where you just see sex is, is definitely a, a certain style and it's definitely like dramatized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that early on, I was definitely I, you know, just talking for myself, I feel like there was a lot of influence of that on how I would act. And I, I feel like that that's a big story. I feel like that's another episode that we could do, or that's another yes. whole another episode because <laughs> I feel like definitely media, whether it's social media, pornography, does have an effect on on people's sex and the way that they experience sex and the way the ideas that they have in their head about like what is it's supposed to be like and feel like and and look like I agree. I
0: agree. Yeah.
1: Um okay, so moving on um I had a question about and I will answer this, this question, um, about, uh, consulting your healthcare provider, um, uh, before using intimate wellness products, especially if you have an underlying health condition. Um, now I have not, uh, I don't think it, too many people have come up to me and asked like, Oh, can I use this specific sex toy? um but i would say people have come up asking about certain products and and lubricants um and so i no one has actually brought their bottle in to, to, to have it looked at, but I will give a list, like I was talking about earlier, a list of ingredients that should be avoided in um, lubricants because it can cause more vaginal irritation um, and can um, put someone at risk for developing an infection. And that's usually because of the, the pH imbalance of the vagina that uh, occurs when no one uses a, a product that doesn't have the right ingredients um and then for women who just have like pain with sex in general um they may have like tight pelvic floor muscles um and ha- have a lot of pain with anything inserted into the vagina um, i usually would recommend for people to go to a pelvic floor physical therapist to help with Um, to help with relaxing the pelvic floor muscles. Um, I think it actually is a um, multi-specialty approach. So it's not only being seen by a pelvic floor physical therapist, uh, but also maybe an OBGYN um, and using a a vaginal dilator. Um, So I, I have not personally been asked about certain product like sex toy products but definitely what in terms of the lubricants um and and what is good for the body and what is not good for the body i've definitely been asked uh, a lot about and then for women who are um perimenopausal or menopausal um vaginal dryness is is unfortunately a big um a big thing um and vaginal moisturizers are usually helpful for that so something that is almost like lotion that you use um for the uh the vagina putting it inside the vagina um can help with uh um lubrication uh, or just just holding moisture in the um in the area so that is uh yeah, that I, I do feel like it is important, um, but maybe not the sex toys, but definitely for the, um, the lubricants and the um, moisturizers.
0: I want to say thank you, Dr. Kara, for having this platform so that we can encourage all of the vulva owners out there to go ask more questions to their doctors and challenge them and say, hey, A, if there's recommendations, if they are experiencing challenges or pain, to ask those questions and not harbor and be in shame and be silenced. And so that they can get that support and guidance and education on what to do next.
1: Yes. And I I mean, we've even done research on that about, you know, people, um, patients asking the question to their providers, but most patients are very nervous about asking questions especially when it comes to their you know sex lives and um and so forth but if your doctor doesn't ask the question I feel like you have to bring it into your own hands and and ask the questions that you need to for to help you to yeah to
0: advocating to your yes Advocate for yourself. Yes, exactly. You know what's always hard when you're like kind of at the white, I get the white coat syndrome for sure, Um, is the fear of like when you're at the doctor's office. So have your questions like written out ahead of time. Just like keep a little list running on your phone. And then when you're in the appointment, you remember to ask those questions.
1: Yes, that is a great idea. Yes, writing them down instead of just uh, basing it on remembering what you want to ask. Yes, that's a great, great tip. Um, okay, so uh, talking about the products um, that we've discussed um, and just like general, you know, um, uh, general advice about them, um, are are there any natural or DIY alternatives to the commercial products, especially like the lubricants that are out there? And, and, about- and that are as effective?
0: Yeah, some of our most special uh, lubricants, most successful lubricants and most effective, successful and effective started DIY in a woman's kitchen or in her bathroom because she was not finding what she needed in the market. So she created the own formula. And now, of course, they're like in laboratories and clean and uh, successful little small businesses and also passion projects. So we always love supporting the women owned and created formulas. But like DIY, the one that we're always thinking uh, about and we talk about is coconut oil. So yes, if you go to a big box store and you buy that big jug of coconut oil, and it sometimes goes into like a concentrate paste because depending on the temperature of your home, you can cook with it. You might uh, scoop a little bit of it to eat or put it in your smoothies. And Yes, there are people who use it for sexual wellness or for sex as a lubricant. My only concern is the dispense of it. So if it's in a tub and you have maybe hopefully a clean hygienic spoon <laughs> in your kitchen, that's great. But when you're kind of in the heat of the moment and you're like using your hands and scooping that stuff out, you just don't know what bacteria <laughs> is being transferred left and right and where you're slathering it and it gets a little messy and I'm sure Whoever, you know, the sheets will get messy too. (laughs) That's my only thought of like, you can purchase uh, coconut oils or other lubricants and they come dispensed nicely in a bottle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. There actually have been ones that I've used in the past that are coconut oil, but it is sold as a liquid. And so it's like a pump that you can use also. So that is safe to use. But just uh, a quick note about that. You should not use condoms with using uh, any oil-based lubricants, including coconut oil. So if you are going to use a condom, um, it can cause micro tears in the um, in the condom. Um, so you do not want, it is not compatible with uh, oil, oil-based lubricants. Um, so just know that if you're using some coconut oil out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: What else do we have? And
0: kind of what you were talking about earlier as a medical professional, Dr. Kara, I'll ask you this question, which is, yeah, what are some tips for maintaining good vaginal health and hygiene in addition to using intimate wellness products?
1: Yes, that's a great question. um so, and I do get this question asked a lot um at work um but, I would say the first thing is to avoid douching so you should definitely not put anything inside the vagina no any like uh, solutions or any um fluid to clean the vagina the, the vagina is a self cleaning organ. Um, it does not need anything to clean it. Um, so if you are noticing odor or different smells that are abnormal to what you're used to, you should be seen by a provider, um, to have it checked out and to do a vaginal swab to identify what specifically is, is going on. So I would say that is a uh, tip number one. Um, tip number two is, um, uh, making sure you know what products you're using in and around the vulva. And I'm not just talking about lubricants and vaginal moisturizers. I'm also just talking about like regular soaps, the soap that you use for your body. You should not, act, or the soap, if it is, if it is scented, um, should not be used in the the vulva vaginal area. Um, Because usually the scented products have, uh, can cause an abnormal peach of the vagina. So generally I recommend non-scented soaps um, that uh, can be used to to clean the, the vagina and the vulva, uh, or just, sorry, the vulva, the outside, the outside part. Um, um, and then, yeah, l- looking to see what, lu- what lubricant you're using um, or vaginal moisturizer and making sure that the products that you're using in there is not causing you um any irritation. Um oftentimes I will treat a lot of vaginal infections or recurrent infections. People are coming in with like yeast infection and then BV or a combination of the two. Um and that can that cycle can go on and on. Um, so I usually recommend to um um I usually recommend um, to make sure that you're looking at the the products that are in um, these products that you're using um, that can cause you to have some issues. Um, even actually condoms condoms can do can cause you to have some irritation so if you're um, I, I usually recommend people to be observant about what's going on so if they notice that you know after using a particular condom brand that they have, a vaginal infection days afterwards than to avoid using that brand and to pick a different one. Um, So also be observant, be like a little um, uh, Sherlock Holmes and kind of investigate different um, uh, or just notice what products that you're using and if it's causing you to have some issues um, then to avoid using those products.
0: So well said, isn't that amazing though? Tip number one and two is to, you said, and I wanted to like reiterate it, this to all the Volvo owners is to not do not douche, but yet it's a billion dollar organizations that this category, they're creating products that have no use for us and we should not be using it, but they will put products out there because they're hoping for us to all be suckers and buy it and use it. And then yeah. Because those douches are causing irritation and problems. They're also selling the products that are supposedly fixing the irritation and problems from the douches.
1: <laughs> it's most likely men that are uh, creating these uh, products, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so, yes, definitely don't do the douching. Don't do any solutions um, inside the vagina. So, yes. Um, and lastly, last question that we have, um, how often should you change or replace your intimate wellness products? Um, and what, what are some signs that they should be replaced?
0: Sure. This is a fun one and no one has ever asked. This before and no, so okay I earlier I was like <laughs> okay, all right well here's the confession there's the there's the uh printed box answer and then where's the confession at right so all right, I like both. confession is we all know how often are we supposed to be switching our bed mattresses how often are we supposed to be switching our bras how often are we supposed to dispose of our running shoes to replace with new ones? I think running shoes are every six months, Mm -hmm. bras are every eight months. And then I just threw in the like bed mattress because they say eight, right? Every eight years, you're supposed to replace it. Does everybody do that? (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) Like we're all supposed to floss every day too. Does everybody do that? I don't know. (laughs) Like there are definitely people who probably follow that regimen and that code, but the majority of us, if you take good care of your bras and your shoes, of course, so that you can wear them for a longer longer extended time. So I would say the same with your sex toys. If you take very good care of them, they are designed to last a long time. And it really just depends on your usage too, of course. So if you're using a toy every day, that's awesome. And maybe you want to try other toys, you can discard that one and get a new, rotate new toys in. Um, You definitely want to discard them when you see signs of breakage or like the cables or cords are kind of disconnected. Like if your, your, your cords are showing the wires underneath the uh, yeah. silicone, just the charging cables, the toy probably is ready to go too. If you see rips, um, if you, if it breaks, then it's time to replace it. The good thing is because you are investing in such a high quality product. A lot of these manufacturers stand by their product and will offer warranty. So as soon as you purchase your toy, I would say to always make sure you register to the warranty and they range from one, two, three to five years and they'll replace it. So if it breaks, if there's something that goes wrong, defective of the toy, they'll replace it to you complimentary. But if you are using it or you lose it or your dog gets to it and choose it all, up, I would definitely discard that and get a new one. Like you wouldn't wear old shoes or a ripped up bra after so many times if your dog gets to it. Okay. Like it's underneath clothes, but, but you probably would want to invest in yourself, get the proper tools to feel good and confidently, whether it's internal, external, and then Um, You deserve it. So make sure that you replace your old products for new ones. Yes. And then what about the,
1: the lubricants?
0: Ah, yes. Thank you. So the lubricants, when you purchase them online or at the store, they have shelf lives of two to five years. Like, so you can actually either see the printed date of when they produced it or the printed date of expiration. So they're usually years out. But I would recommend that once you open it, you discard it after 12 months. So, once open, because oxygen's gotten into it, mm-hmm. I would keep it for longer than 12 months. And then it's time to get more lubricants, anyways. And these bottles all range from two to four, maybe six ounces. I don't foresee it sticking around for more than 12 months. That yeah. kind of goes. It goes back to your makeup and your cosmetics and your hair products. Like, I think you all will see the cosmetic symbols um, on the bottles. And it says, hey, once opened, make sure you use it within 12 months. That's a 12-month sign right there. Okay. And with your makeup and your lipstick and your mascara. We probably yeah. keep it a little too long and we <laughs> yes. discard it and get a new one. Yes. Uh, which
1: can uh, lead to actually just... Uh... I've been taking care of patients recently who, you know, styes and things can develop uh, with use of old mascaras and old like eyeliners. So it is true about, you know, needing to change your products around because it can harbor bacteria and it can lead to different infections.
0: Like I think of like our foundation and like you're using it, you're using that same sponge over and over every day. And yeah. You should be watching that. What weekly? Does everyone do it weekly? (laughs) Probably not. I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um,
1: that is the episode, (laughs) um, Lily, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, how can people, uh, stay connected with you? Um, if you want to give out your, the, um, Instagram, as well as how people can, um, get the products that you uh, talked about today.
0: Always so fun. Thank you for having me, Dr. Kara. Friends, if you have any questions on the products, whether it's toys or lubricants, apothecary, we also have 500 titles of books. Please find us at metamore.com. That's m-e-d-a-m-o-u-r.com, and you'll find our Instagram, which is metamore one, metamore the number one, and uh, that's probably where the most active. But we have a mailing list, and we very much just care about each and every individual on you finding your pleasure and health and confidence to building your life to being joyful and happy. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And if you have any questions, we can't wait to answer them for you. Yes.
1: All right. Well, I will leave um, some information about like a list of products that you should avoid uh, in the description, um, as well as a link to the Metamore website. Um, And... Thank you all for joining us on another episode of the Viva La podcast. Um, if you enjoy this episode, uh, listen to previous episodes um, and subscribe to the podcast and let friends and family know about it. Um, this is Dr. Kara Quant and talk to you later. Bye.